Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Fitness for Humans podcast. My name is Mark. I wanted to apologize for not having an episode last week as I was celebrating my 15-year anniversary. Me and the wife uh, went out of town, so I was not available to uh, to do an episode last week, but I want to wish my beautiful wife, Jennifer, a happy 15-year anniversary. I don't know how she puts up with me for that long, but uh, kudos to you. Uh, this episode, I want to focus on creatine. Um, there's been a lot of questions asked as far as, uh, is it safe? How do you use it? What's it for? And I want to make sure that we dive into this pretty deep because uh, it has been one of the most studied supplements in the world. And uh, it has been proven to be absolutely safe. So if you have any concerns about taking it, if it's safe for you, I, mean, I know that, like I said, a lot of us older folk um, who uh, remember creatine first coming out um, has some concerns based on some of the things that we hear about it. Uh, but uh, it, as long as it is taken properly and you're staying hydrated with it, uh, it, it is perfectly safe. Now, um, th- that leads me to my next point is if you are ever going to supplement with creatine, that you stay hydrated, okay? The important thing is to make sure at a minimum when you're taking uh, any type of supplement, uh, creatine supplement, you, you're using a half an ounce of water per pound of body weight. And this is at a minimum, okay, because the creatine uh, helps your muscles absorb more water. So you're going to need more water in your system to make sure that you're staying hydrated. Um, some of the benefits of creatine uh, are mainly the main things used for is, is like athletic performance, uh, but it can be good for skeletal health as well as brain function. Um, creatine naturally is found in our bodies. And uh, it plays an essential role in our energy production. So uh, if you're ever feeling like you're having any kind of uh, energy deficiency, um, this may be a route to, to go if um, any natural route that you've uh, pursued has not worked well for you. Not yet. Anybody that listens to this podcast, listens to me, any recommendation I have is always to make sure you go a natural route. But creatine is proven safe. So if uh, you decide that that's a way to go, uh, all the more power to you. Now, uh, the better solubility, the better absorption for your body. So um, make sure that, uh, you know, anytime you're taking your creatine, do your homework as far as which ones are going to be a little bit less chalky. Unfortunately, it does have a uh, kind of stigma for being chalky, tasting terrible. And uh, as somebody who's taken it in the past, I can tell you that uh, it it is exactly that, unfortunately. So uh, make sure you keep that in mind uh, when you're, if you do decide to supplement. Now, some side effects from taking creatine can be bloating and cramping, so uh, make sure you kind of consider the good with the bad. Um, now, there is no point to supplement creatine unless you are having a workout plan involved with it, as your body will not uh, your, will absorb the creatine, uh, therefore receiving no benefit from doing it. Um, the proven effect from taking any type of creatine is that it can increase your strength and performance by 10%. Like I said, this is good for uh, athletic performance as well as brain function. So um, 10% is a, kind of a big deal. Um, so obviously, like I said before, I'm, I'm more of a natural route kind of guy, but this is not something to ignore. Um, and this is something that actually caught my attention when I started reading a little bit more into this kind of thing. It's like, wow, maybe there, you know, there's some, you know, some good benefits to taking creatine. Now there are different types of creatine, and a lot of people want to know, you know, what types there are, what types are best. Um, the first one that I'm going to touch on is the monohydrate. Now this is the recommended form of creatine uh, by anybody that has ever uh, studied on creatine or read anything on creatine. It is also the standard to which other creatines are held. So making sure that uh, you know if 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 you're going to start anywhere, you start with this one because this is is the pinnacle of, of creatines. There are other ones that are for different things, um, different benefit, I should say, um, as, as far as consumption and stuff like that. But I mean, really, the main purposes, all of them are to do, to do the exact same thing. So the monohydrate, um, you know, increases water content in your muscle cells like all creatines do. Um, it, it, like I said, it's the most studied creatine and most used. 
Um, so this is definitely, um, you know, if you see, if you're looking for a creatine and it's a monohydrate, you're good to go. Um, there's a, another one called ethyl ester. Um, the idea for this when uh, it was created was to cre uh, create a creatine that could be taken in smaller doses um, just because it, it was like uh, supposed to be more of a, I guess, uh, compound, uh, compacted form of creatine. Uh, but uh it's not really recommended against the monohydrate. All the, every creatine, there's six types. All of them are, are measured against the monohydrate, and none of them are actually recommended over the monohydrate. And this one actually is is uh, not recommended because it, the muscle absorption for this one is not as good as the monohydrate. Now, hydrochloride is another one that you'll actually see a little bit more commonly in a GNC. Um, those are the two, the two main types that they'll carry are the monohydrate and the hydrochloride. Um, the good thing about the hydrochloride is better solubility. Um, and we said, you know, the, the solubility is typically better for any type of body absorption, but there's been no published testing on this one against the monohydrate. So it's kind of hard to go on a, whether or not that's a proven fact or not, but the idea behind it is, is for the better solubility. Now there's a buffered one and the buffered creatine is alkalized to increase potency and reduce side effects. Um, but again, it, this one's not nearly as studied as the monohydrate. So th there's no proven effect of that, but that is the idea behind it. Now, 99% of all creatine testing ha that has been done has been done with the monohydrate creatine supplement. So uh, that is obviously the one that uh, is the most trusted to this point. Now, there's a liquid form that you can get that's uh, already dissolved and ready to drink. The, the, the big knock on creatines, like I said before, is the chalky texture and the just awful flavor of it. And the liquid ones come flavored and uh, ready to drink. That way, they, they are ingested a little more smoothly. And the idea is that, you know, easier ingestion, you know, for the power, you know, is going to make it so that you're able to muscle it through because a lot of people just cannot stand that, that flavor or texture of, 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 you know, stirring in their creatine and water or whatever drink that they're having it with and then drinking it. So, um, the thought on this was, like I said, easier to ingest, but unfortunately, um, the creatine as it sits in the liquid, it actually breaks down. Uh, if it's just in the liquid for more than a, a few days. So it's obviously less effective uh, if it is getting broken down. Now there's a magnesium chlorate, or I'm sorry, magnesium chelate, uh, which is basically uh, means it's attached with magnesium. Now the creatine absorption results are the same as the monohydrate for this, um, but the good thing about this is you get your added magnesium. Now the idea behind this was that the magnesium helps your circulation, allowing better absorption. Again, to this point, there's not been enough tests to prove that it's any better than the monohydrate, but the idea is there that, you know, the magnesium is gonna help your body uh, absorb the creatine a little bit better. Uh, some fruits, foods that naturally contain creatine, uh, meats, fishes, and cheeses are the big things. Uh, so if you're looking for something that's naturally going to have creatine, um, you know, that, that's obviously a place that I would start. Um, before adding any kind of additional supplement. Um, however, you do you, whatever is beneficial for you. Uh, make sure that when you are supplementing, if you do decide to go the supplement route, is that you do a loading phase where you're taking 10 to 20 grams per day for one week and then five grams daily after that and making sure you're cycling on and off for six weeks. Um, the idea behind that is that um, the cycling will actually help with your absorption and utilization of the um, of the product. So um, obviously, if you stand up for too long, you your body will kind of adjust and get used to it, and then it will be less effective. Um, if you're supplementing small, 
uh, you can take it daily. You know, if it's just something that you're just getting a little bit into your system to because maybe you're a vegetarian and you're not getting your meat, your cheese, whatever. One and a half to two grams a day is not going to hurt you. Um, actually, it'd be it'd be beneficial to do that if that's if that's the route you're going to go. Uh, a lot of the uh, monohydrate capsules that you'll see are usually uh, 1.25 grams, I think, per dose, which is perfect. So uh, if that's the route you're going to decide to go, uh, if you're not an athlete or whatever, but uh, the big thing is to make sure that. Uh, if you're if you're taking your creatine that you are you do have a good solid workout plan in place and you are utilizing that because your body your muscles will not absorb any creatine if they're not rebuilding with the creatine supplement in it so uh let's recap uh the monohydrate is the recommended form of creatine if you do decide to supplement so uh keep that one in mind if uh if that's the route you're going to go uh remember to cycle on and off if you are taking it in larger doses and uh, make sure you stay hydrated that's the big thing when you're taking creatine is making sure you're getting plenty of water like i said before half an ounce of water per pound of body weight is your minimum. Now that really applies to everything anyway. Um, you know, when they decided that eight cups of water was, you know, what you needed a day as far as making sure you're staying properly hydrated, that, there's no study behind that that shows that that is actually accurate. It was something that was just thrown out there. And it actually, as far as if you're going to throw something to a wall and hope it sticks, that, that actually was a pretty darn good guess pretty lucky guess i would say but uh the exact measurement is is always a half ounce of water per pound of body weight so hopefully this has been beneficial for you like again uh, again i want to say i'm sorry i was uh, a week late coming out with this episode but uh you know i hit you know i had some important things i had to take care of so uh like i said yeah again hopefully this has been good for you and uh, hopefully this answers a lot of questions you have about this supplement until next time so long